play the fucking intro. Dustin and this is Eric and this is SLC Punkcast. Thank you for joining us for episode 237. 37. There you go. Yep. <laughs> they just keep adding up. I got to keep adding one to whatever we did last week, right? Yeah, some something like that. One to uh, 136. Was it 236? Yeah, two times three was six. There you go. That was funny. <laughs> now this one is just uh, two plus three is. Not seven. Two plus three, and then add two again, and there you go, seven. Yep. Don't worry. We'll, when we'll get to 2,327, we'll be fine. Right. We'll be fine with that. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you for joining us for this episode. We have an awesome interview with Jorge of Dead 77. We'll be doing that a little bit later in the episode, playing some new tracks off of their album that won't even be coming out until 2022. Oh, yeah. <laughs> As you'll hear in the episode, no release date yet, but you're going to get to check out some tracks. Uh, they're great. Dallas and Houston, you have some shows with them coming up, so be on the lookout for those. But let's get into some new music now, some new music that has come out recently and will be coming out. We'll start back on Halloween. On the 31st, Fight the Future out of Salt Lake City. They put out a new EP called Bring Balance. Fatal Blow put out Black Gold. On the 1st, we have a few on the 1st. Black Gold. Black Gold. (laughs) Uh, The Lee Harveys, they put out a new EP called 77. And the vinyl, that's the digital release date. The vinyl actually ships out February 14th of 2022. So the vinyl is a little ways out. I think they're going to be doing it on pink vinyl. So if you like colored vinyl, that 7-inch will be on pink. Dirt Birds released Dirt on Dammit Records on the 1st. Attack Zero, and that's A-T-A-Q-U-E. They released self-titled EP on Static Shock Records on the 1st. Standard Issue released a new EP called Idiocracy. It's a good one. I like Standard Issue. Uh, Heckle and Jekyll on Pogo Records released Abide EP on the second. Backbreaker, I believe they have a new release. I didn't see it, but I think it was supposed to release on the fifth, so I'll have to double check that. Special Duties released seven days a week on the fifth. Great band, been around, and I really do like the new album. I recommend checking it out. Also on the fifth, Postage, released self-titled Postage. It is a good one. I plan to play a track from that either here or over on Punkinoid Worldwide at some point. I do like that release. It's over on Dirt Cult Records. It's like, I gotta get on Facebook. I'm behind on some major postage, bruh. <laughs> <laughs> also on the 5th, Sea Space Cowboy released The Romance of Affliction on Pure Noise Records. Also on Pure Noise Records on the 5th, Youth Fountain released Keepsakes and Reminders. The fifth had Bitch Queens releasing Custom Dystopia. It's a good one. I played them because they're from Switzerland over on Pugganoid Worldwide. I actually pre-ordered the digital version of that, at least, and excited that it finally came out to hear the rest of it. It's a good one. Delusions of Grandeur released self-titled EP. On the fifth, Wayward Brigade released <laughs> Kids Through the Cracks EP. Slackers released a two-track Windowland and I Almost Lost You on the fifth. A compilation on Die Hipster Records called Kids in the Hall Volume 2 
It came out on the 5th. There's two to three tracks from a handful of bands. I think there's like five or six bands at least on that compilation. Go check it out. We've played uh, at least half those bands, I believe, on the show. Bare-Chested Krugers released Prognosis Negative with the backside of that being Death Blow on, excuse me, Little Willie Records on the 6th. Yep. Prognosis Negative. That's one of uh, Death Blow's most sought-after songs to play to be played live. Awesome. Yeah. That's a fan favorite, and it's a good one. <laughs> I wonder if they did that on for a reason there, bare-chested Krugers. Maybe you did. Maybe. Uh, <laughs> the Path on the 7th released East Coast Funeral, which is a cover of The Frisk, and that was a single. Aborted Tortoise released A Album. It's the letter A and then Album. That's the name of the album. On the 8th, Mark Murphy and The Meds released On the Brink on Horn and Hoof Records on the 8th. Fading Signal, released long ago and far away EP. Today, the 10th. Uh, technically today, The Greed released Chaotic. It's a single. And Tokyo Ska Paradise Orchestra released SOS, Share One Sorrow. That's what SOS stands for there. But it's actually on the 11th because Tokyo is, when it finally came out, it was already on the 11th while we were on the 10th. And... The same with The Greed, because they are from Thailand. So Thailand and Japan, that's where those two bands are from. So technically, the release date will show the 11th. But if you're here in Utah or the U.S., you got it during the day on the 10th. Lucky yep. us. There you are. <laughs> <laughs> we got it before they did on the 11th. Yeah, figure that out. Anyway, Idols is releasing Crawler on the 12th. Monsters are releasing Your Class, I'm Trash on the 12th. Split District will be playing a track from that. It's coming out on the 12th. The release is called Invitation to Exile. The Third Rates are releasing a new EP called See What's Left on the 12th. Lars Fredrickson is releasing an EP called To Victory. It is a Lars Fredrickson himself solo album, stripped down versions of his own tracks and other bands that he's been in, like Lars Fredrickson, The Bastards. Old from Casuals, plus covers from The Kiss. Or not The Kiss. It's the Kiss. Kiss. <laughs> Kiss. And there's another one. UK Subs, I think, is the yeah. other cover that he did. Oh, Lars, I hope you're not scraping the bottom of the barrel on this one. <laughs> <laughs> on, also on the 19th, we will see Our Darkest Days releasing Snakes and Ladders on Lockjaw Records. Avenues releasing We Are All Doomed on Wiretap Records. And finally, Lawmaker will be releasing their debut LP, I'll Work, No Class, which features their two four-track EPs plus two new tracks. Mm-hmm. So. That ain't bad. <laughs> right. It's good. A lot of other stuff coming out before too long. Eric, do you have anything you want to add? I do have some things I want to add. For one, the Cro-Mags. They released a, a new single, uh, what was it, the fifth, called Pull Me, Push Me. So that is a brand new uh, single from, uh, you know, Cro-Mags, the... The trademark owned Harley Flanagan Cro-Mags. And it's it's pretty good. Pretty awesome. good. Still got the old school thrashy stuff. So, yep. New things are in the works on that end. Also, the band uh, Portrayal of Guilt. Uh, more on the metal side, but definitely like a... The best way I can describe it is like industrial plus doom plus black metal. Awesome. So, yeah. It's a... It's a weird concoction, and it's a weird band. And the EP, the album they just released is called Christ Fucker, <laughs> so which is which is really funny because my best friend uh, just said that word randomly 
I don't know how, but it was just something that we, it was something he said and something that I kept repeating for, for years. <laughs> so the fact that an album came out of that same name, I like to think, huh, maybe our little uh, lingo just uh, re- <laughs> reached its way through like the little, uh, like a little game of telephone. There you go. <laughs> and got to them. Uh, but, but, but. Anyway, yeah, the, also... One album that's going to get released on the 19th is Blood Moon, a, uh, oh man, what do you call that? A combo record? <laughs> a record done by two artists. Split. A split? Not even really a split. Split. No, nah, it's not a split. It's a whole album, but it's a, uh... A split LP. A split LP, something like that. That's usually it's... what they call it, like, uh... Unwanted Noise and Degeneration or Decon, maybe it was Decon, I forget. That just came out. They did a split LP. Each yeah, band did so. uh, like six tracks. And it was a this compatible creation there you go. of Converge and Chelsea Wolf. The album Blood Moon One. <laughs> okay. Like Roman numeral one. That's how you know it's official. That's slated to be released on the 19th of November 2021. Yep, this year, trust me. And, uh, yep, that's about it, other than uh, Idols, which is uh, what I am extremely excited for in the next coming days. We are almost there. Just two more days, I get to hear that thing in its entirety. Awesome. Because what I've heard so far is uh, very impressive. I agree. I I have not heard one thing by Idols that I absolutely detest. So, (laughs) And so far, they're still hitting the mark. Excellent. Well, good stuff. Let's get into some new music. Lead us off. What do you got? I got one of the newer tracks from the band Filth Lords. Now, the thing is, they just released an album. It came out earlier this year, just last month, actually. Almost exactly a month ago. It was the 6th of October. Okay. And, yes, the album itself is really good. Unfortunately, it is not available for streaming anywhere. Not even on their band camp. Yeah, I couldn't find And I, I really don't know why. But hopefully, if uh, if this information gets to you, Alex, <laughs> or whoever runs the Filth Lord's uh, social media accounts, get the fucking album up on band camp. Because <laughs> uh, not all of us really have uh, CD players anymore. I mean, most of us have... Uh, yeah, most of us don't even have laptops anymore. Everything is mobile now, man. Yeah, I had to streaming buy his game. <laughs> I had to buy a portable or a USB uh, disc drive for my laptop because my laptop that I have didn't even come. You know, they don't come. Most of them don't come with a CD drive or DVD ROM drive, whatever oh, anymore. Man. So I had to buy a detachable one. That way, when I do get a CD every now and again, I'm able to put it in a format that I can use it. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> All right, basically. I don't know if you can still do this, where it's like you put the CD in a in the top of a boombox stereo, and you're able to record it through cassette tape. Right? Yeah, I remember those days. I do too. Oh man, life used to be so simple back then. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, um, some music from the Filth Lords is streaming on their Bandcamp. This one, "Rotten Mind, Meaty Heart," is a single that is up on their Bandcamp, and it is on their album. So it's a uh, Basically, uh, it's basically a cut you can hear from the the latest LP, even though the single's been out for a while. But, you know, it's uh, 
It's the best we can fucking do. So, uh, really, if you'd want to hear the album, actually, this is kind of a pretty uh, a pretty intelligent business move. If you really want to hear more of the Filth Lords, you want to hear the whole album, then you have to buy the physical copy. Yeah, again, things weren't so simple back then all the time. <laughs> anyway, this is uh, this is Filth Lords, Rotten Mind, Meaty Heart.
kind of a kind of a different shade of punk rock we got here. They actually call themselves Art Street Punk. <laughs> art Street Punk, okay. Yep. To, or artistic street punk, whatever. The, those words are all in that genre. Okay. <laughs> in the description, anyway. So, yeah, and that song itself is, uh, if you read the lyrics, they're kind of like, uh, it's kind of depicting a uh, ritual, like a sacrificial ritual. Like, uh, yeah, you don't really get that in street punk. <laughs> That's actually more on the grounds of horror punk, I guess, but they don't get like a really uh, Wiccan or cursed like that. So, I was getting the sa- yeah. similar sounds to Zombie Cock, another Salt Lake band. That's what yeah. what I was kind of thinking when I was hearing uh, that track. Oh yeah, vocally, especially with the uh, little uh, oh 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 right in exactly the, yeah in between lines yeah, and that's a lot of uh, that's a that's a type of uh, vocal remedy that a lot of horror punk bands use. Right, I mean. You hear it in the Misfits, you hear it in Blitzkid, you hear it all over the damn place. And, right. And yeah, that's like one of the, that's like one of the, uh, that's part of the bone structure of horror punk. Right. It's like that in the macabre uh, hammer horror lyrics in there. <laughs> so, so yeah. But Phil Thorns, I wouldn't, I wouldn't call them horror punk. They are definitely more of their own thing. And... And yeah, check out the uh, two other songs that are available on their Bandcamp. And really, if you do some more digging, they have a Reverb Nation account. Oh, cool. Yeah. Does anybody remember that at all? <laughs> <laughs> Once in a great while, I find music there still. Mm-hmm. Once in a great while. Yeah, there's still some There's still some uh, music on there. I mean, from bands that were like, a, you know, their salad days were in the mid-2000s. Right. Something like that. And, yeah, if you go on there, like, I went on there, the last thing they ever posted was maybe in 2016. Wow. <laughs> so, yeah, Reverb Nation, it's uh, it's still alive, but it is more or less in remission. <laughs> okay. So, so yeah, Bandcamp reigns supreme. It's the, uh, it's the Walmart of streaming nowadays. Actually, that's a bad comparison, because, <laughs> you know, at least... Uh, <laughs> at least uh, Bandcamp doesn't take a huge cut, right? You know? So, uh, whatever. I'm getting, uh, I'm getting a little sidetracked here. Filth Lords, listen to them. Next, <laughs> next, uh, we're gonna go from what you call them, artistic street punk or something like that. Yes, art street punk. Art street punk. Street art punk. Street art punk. <laughs> we're gonna go from that so, graffiti punk <laughs> to scapocalyptic punk rock and rap. That's what the next band is the stylized or self-stylized as. Huh. Scopocalypse Now. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Uh, cool band. I've played them before. Deadbeat at Dawn. They came out with a new EP called Discopia. Or maybe it's Discopia, but it's D-Y-S-C-O-P-I-A. Uh, I'm not exactly sure if that's even a real word. Maybe it is or, you know, like a, a real thing. I didn't bother looking it up. That part wasn't important to me. The four tracks <laughs> on the, the release, that was the important part to me. And I actually really liked a lot of the, or all the four tracks, but I was really debating between two. And, you know, maybe at some point, or maybe over on Pug and I Worldwide, I'll get to the other one. But I recommend you going and checking them out. Uh, this particular release, Discopia, that came out on October 10th, We're going to listen to a track called Out of Love. If for some reason you're unfamiliar with Deadbeat of Dawn, we have played them before. It might have been a while. Uh, They started way back in 2005, so 16 years after they started, this EP comes out. 
and they are from Thirsk in North Yorkshire in the UK. There you go. Well. That's where they're from. Uh, they're on a label there, too. I forget the name of the label. It was some numbers and letters. I don't know if that was helpful. Anyway, let's get into <laughs> Dead Beat of Dawn. Really? Letters? And numbers. There was numbers. <laughs> Out of Love is the name of the track. Let's get into Dead Beat of Dawn. get the ska and the punk part but where the hell does the rap come in <laughs> check out some of their other tracks uh that's my recommendation especially on that release but they have other releases they've been around since 2005 you'll get that mm. uh i like them a lot i think they're really cool i played that track oh, yeah. just because a lot of people that we play on this show for sure but you, you know the two of us yeah. uh things that we do we you know it's never going to be a job right yeah, it's just realistic much. 
What do we, it out of love. Exactly. You do it out of love. And uh, I think that's a cool track. It's very, oh, yeah. definitely very relatable. Has, definitely has some strong replay value, right. I will say. And uh, yeah, the title, Disco Discopia. Right. Discopium. I feel like that would be a title that uh, some band, uh, some punk rock band in the late seventies would would come up with, like Discopia, because that was like a reaction against disco. Right? <laughs> disco sucks. Disco's dead. <laughs> all the all the rockers and the punk rockers were just so sick of uh, platform shoes and gold chains and. <clears throat> bare-chested gentlemen trying to look like the next uh, Saturday Night Fever wannabes. Anyway. <laughs> well, according... I, I did a quick search. It looks like I will go with... Uh, on dictionary something. I don't know. Anyway, Discopia consists of the Latin root copia, which means abundance or plenty, and the Greek prefix dis, D-Y-S, even though it's, uh, you know, D-Y-S-C... No, a copia. Okay, never mind. Uh, which means bad, abnormal, difficult, or impaired. So I guess you have bad, abnormal, difficult, or impaired in abundance. Yep. Meaning that you just have a lot of bad shit happening. Right? <laughs> in, in layman's terms. <laughs> in the field of neurology, dyscopia is used to describe a type of dyspraxia related to dyslexia and dys. Dysgra dysgraphia, dysgraphia, which is an ability to read or write. Now I'm starting to get into way too many fucking words I don't want to get into. There is that gives you an idea. <laughs> yes, from uh, North Yorkshire, UK, the uh, Scott Pop, the Scott Apocalyptic punk rock and rap band, Deadbeat Dead Beat at Dawn with their new album Discopia. <laughs> yes. Yep. Next thing you know, they're gonna be fronting a band that's gonna be nothing but. A ska band using their mouths. We're going to call it Ska Capella. <laughs> ska Capella. There you go. That was a term I came up with uh, with my coworker at work because we were just like doing that stuff with uh, that kind of distress call with, uh, with nice. our mouths. We just kind of buzz the lips. And I was making a comment, you sound like a trombone. <laughs> nice. Yeah. We're going to start a ska band like that. Oh, yeah. Just all just using our mouths. So Scott Capella. <laughs> Scott Capella, I like it. We'll be on the lookout for Eric putting something together for Scott Capella. <laughs> all right, we got one more new track before we get into some older stuff, our lesser known stuff, your your interpretation. Yep. Uh, Split District, new project formed in Sheboygan, Wisconsin from two bands, or at least two members in two bands, John in the Darbs and Matt from Radio Hate. We've played the Darbs. We've played Radio Hate a bunch. Had Matt on the show a while back uh, talking about Radio Hate releases. And they got together, did a project. John's doing uh, bass and vocals, and Matt is doing the drums, guitars, keys, and vocals. So those two together put all of this together. Uh, they're releasing a digital version of their album. So, again, band name is Split District. Mm -hmm. The album is called Invitation to Exile. Digital version will be coming out this Friday the 12th, but the vinyl won't be coming till sometime probably in January. So be on the lookout for that. I really like this release. I wanted to play something before, and I wasn't playing an album. Otherwise, I probably would have just picked an album because I had, out of 12 tracks, I I'd narrowed it down to like five of them, but I then I couldn't figure out what I wanted to play. So I settled on this one. It's... 
the villains in the car, and that's because it was their first single. They had it was the first music video that they put out. They just released a second music video. I recommend going and checking it out. It's a cool project. Let's listen to it. Less of me, more of the music. Here we go. It's Split District, new track that will be out this Friday. The villains in the car. Not a gr- not a bad track, but they still got a long ways to go before they topple over the popularity of Gus Polinski, <laughs> the polka king of the Midwest. Very big in Sheboygan. <laughs> yeah, we're getting close to Christmas. I can quote Home Alone. <laughs> right? That's awesome. Yeah. By the yeah, if you're gonna quote anything from Home Alone, better quote the best actor in that movie. Right. Who had maybe three minutes of screen time in the yes. entire in the entire length of that film, but be damned if you don't remember anything that John Candy did. Exactly. I like it. Well, check them out. They're from Sheboygan. Both their bands, the Darbs and Radio Hate, if you've missed them, you will like those bands as well. If you like this one. Split District, new album, Invitation to Exile. I will definitely be playing more from that album as there were so many tracks that I was debating between. Like I said, I picked the single because there's a video out. If for some reason you didn't catch all the lyrics, this is a lyric video. So you will be able to see all the lyrics in it. So I recommend going over to the district's social medias or YouTube and just search (laughs) uh, Split District, rather. Split District. And the track again, The Villains in the Car. Yeah. Again, I'm going to date myself here. I remember when lyric videos used to just be made on a Microsoft Video Maker and uploaded to YouTube. It was just like an essay. (laughs) It was in the form of an essay, maybe an impact font for really heavy songs, but it had all the lyrics on there. So if you wanted to know the lyrics, we didn't have P lyrics, we didn't have... uh, 
genius, we didn't have any of those sites. You had to watch the YouTube videos to get the actual words. Maybe they were the right ones, maybe they weren't. Right. <laughs> or you just had to actually buy the album and hope that there was a lyric sheet in there. <laughs> uh, yeah. The simpler times, maybe? Right. I don't know. <laughs> there was just a lot more effort put into stuff back then. Well, go check out Split District. Comes out this Friday. Uh, Invitation to Exile. That title track, too, was yeah. one of the ones that was up in the air that I was going to pick. But there we go. We got that track. Invitation, the Billings in the car. Invitation to Exile. Come join us with Blood for Blood. They've been living in exile for quite some time. Right. <laughs> All right, Eric. Speaking of a hardcore band, you got some hardcore music for us? Oh, Yeah. Our neighbors to the east, or the really far west, they're actually uh, more, eh, they're actually closer west in, to us, as opposed to east. Yeah, if you went east, it'd be a much longer trip from, from Utah, or the United States for that matter. Yeah. Anyway, the band that I got is a band called The Geeks, and they are one of the front runners of, of straight edge hardcore in South Korea. Awesome. <laughs> yep. A bit of a... Bit of a cool thing with uh, uh, with punk rock making its uh, making its waves overseas. Um, Asia mostly was one of the last places to actually get a feed from that from our uh, little from our little movement over here. Because I mean, hardcore it was basically founded here. It was right. found. It is a U.S. born and raised genre. And yeah, it did catch waves over in uh, Europe when bands got big enough, they were able to tour over there. Um, but it didn't quite reach into uh, into Asian territory until they actually the internet came about, and uh, you know there was MySpace, there was all the uh, there was all of that that was uh, able to uh, spread around a lot more. So. A lot of uh, scenes started popping up in areas of the world you wouldn't expect. And South Korea was one of them. The Geeks were a band that had formed since that had formed in 1999. They've been active since then. And yeah, they got that sound very similar to uh, your Youth of Today, your Minor Threat and Gorilla Biscuits. It's that old school 80s hardcore sound. And they were just bringing that same amount of energy into their native soul. So, they have a they have a few albums out. They've uh, I mean they've been a band since 99, so of course they're going to have a few releases. The one that I chose was the one that came out just a couple years ago in uh in 2019, the EP The Constant. And it's a good EP, a lot of great songs on here, but the one that I chose is A Thousand Miles. And no, not The Thousand Miles you're thinking of. <laughs> just to be the one Walked 2,000 miles just to get hardcore into South Korea. <laughs> there we go. So here's 1,000 Miles by The Geeks. Run like you want to make 
They sound tough. Right? <laughs> so, yeah, that was, that is The Geeks. They are a, uh, they are a great band, definitely emulating a lot of the NYHC, turning it into SKHC. Yep. Right? Yeah, like I said, you hear some, uh, you can hear a lot of the uh, ethos of Straight Edge in there coming from, uh, like, like Youth of Today and uh, also Judge. But Judge, they definitely take a lot of the uh, musical parts because they, that was one of the bands that introduced the chuggy riffs into the New York hardcore spectrum, alongside like a, your your Chromags and your uh, uh, eventually Madball, and also Agnostic Front to some extent. But boy, I'm getting off on so many tangents in this episode. <laughs> but the point is, you hear all that in the Geeks. If you uh, did not, well, go back and listen to it. Right. Or better yet, go and find them on their band camps and uh, their band camp, their social medias, and listen to the rest of their shit. You'll, you'll be fine. It's good shit. <laughs> <laughs> well, more music, more music. Let's do more another one. Yeah. Uh, the band comes at us from Amsterdam in the Netherlands. The band is Love Supreme. Probably a little bit more on the lesser known side. Not so much on the older side as this release uh, came out May 11th of this year, 2021. The release oh. is called Tuesday. So Love Supreme, I want to thank Drone for sharing it with us, getting us on our radar. And uh, we get to check it out. Now we get to talk about it and share it with you. Let's get into a track from this great band from Amsterdam. Off of Tuesday, this is Love Supreme. The track is called Your Mind is Free.
just that quick. Well, that's a uh, yeah. <laughs> the it definitely sounded like a very old school uh, punk rock song, but it was right? still very lo-fi. I love the that lo-fi, that garage punk, that whatever you want to call it sound, that sound that sounds like you're right. They put it out like the '70s or something like that, you know. Yeah. But it's a brand new track. It just came out May this year. Uh, I really like their sound. It was fast. I mean, right when that song started, it was already boom. We already yeah. kicked it right up to sixty. You know, put the pedal to the metal and went right in all the way for that one minute and four seconds. Yeah, I love it. <laughs> <laughs> it's good stuff. I really enjoy it. I recommend you getting out there and checking out Love Supreme and check out the rest of that new release Tuesday. They're out of Amsterdam. Your mind is free. Thank you again to Jerome. Hopefully I said your name right, Jerome. Uh, I appreciate you sharing that with us so we can check it out. And we really dig that sound. Eric, let's yeah. talk about some live shows before we get into that great cover-to-cover -cover album. And, and that interview is still coming. It is still coming. It's going to be a good one. Yes. Uh, rather, it was a good one. Yes. <laughs> But you'll get to see how good it is. But before we get to that, yes, there have been some live shows. Quite a few. Yes. I attended two of them. Awesome. <laughs> yep. The Let's talk about the uh, first one that I went to last Sunday. It was the band's Body Void, Portrayal of Guilt, and Uniform. Oh, cool. Ow. Yes. I remember you talking about that show. Oh, yes. And that air pocket just, uh, just uh, killed... <laughs> the big reveal. Anyway, yes, it was uniform. And, yeah, I got there a little late. I did not get to see uh, Body Void, but I heard they were, I heard they did pretty well. Uh, most of the people in attendance were there to see Portrayal of Guilt. And, like I said earlier, they are a weird band. They had, like I said, they kind of have a lot of uh, doomy black metal with a, metal with a bunch of uh, industrial overlay. Uh, kind of in the same way that Uniform does. And uh, and that was actually kind of the uh, uh, the similarities they had, is that they sound radically different on the album than they do live. Because, uh, if you remember um, if you remember a year back when I was playing a lot of Uniform songs from their album that was released, Shame, which is still a great album, <laughs> they... Uh, yeah, you hear a lot of the old school industrial sounding like uh, old uh, old ministry, pretty okay. much. But live, they don't have those effects. They don't have the uh, little uh, digital uh, the digital counterpart to their heavy music. So hearing that, they uniform just sounded like a straightforward hardcore punk band. Okay, and it was still good because their music is so powerful. No matter which way you cut it, it they just delivered. And the singer, man, he was just uh, he was just up on the PA speakers, just arm holding on to the ceiling and just leaning over into the crowd. He looks like a madman. And he was, yeah, we, I got to talk to him a little bit after the show. He was running his, uh, he was running the merch booth. And just a very well put together, well spoken, very polite person. Awesome. Yep. Great guys. Came out of... Uh, all the way from New York. New York. <laughs> yeah, great guys, great band, great show. I really enjoyed it. And and yeah, the next one that I did, oh, I did finally get my uniform shirt. Oh, good. Yeah, that of which I am currently not wearing because I got it dirty last night at another show. And that show, I got a shirt that I am wearing right now. 
Awesome. So, yeah, both shows. I got a record. I got a shirt. And at Uniform, I got an animal pin. An an animal. Great. (laughs) An animal pin. (laughs) And at this one, I got some stickers. Pretty nice. Anyway, the show in question that I'm talking about was Dead Heat. Yep, Dead Heat, the... uh, some of the newest of the uh, crossover thrash bands of the modern era, right up there with uh, Power Trip and Drain and Iron Reagan and Municipal Waste, whom with they are actually on tour with. They are meeting up with them in a few days to continue that tour along with Crowbar from New Orleans. And, but they did a few extra stops, uh, just solo. And Salt Lake happened to be one of those stops, which was last night. And on the bill, we featured the uh, hardcore band Victim to None, who were really, really very decent. <laughs> they are a good hardcore band. They're that they're that style of hardcore that was uh, uh, that was set down by the likes of Terror and Expire. Uh, so very thrashy, but also very groovy and just brutal all around. So Victim to None, that was a uh, they were cool. It was cool seeing them again, or seeing them for the first time. I don't know how many shows they have played uh, prior to the whole pandemic. There was a lot of comeback, come a lot of comeback bands on this show or in recent shows. I will say that. There you go. This one featured uh, two of them. Victim to Numb was one. The other being Liar's Tongue. Liar's Tongue. They uh, they were one of those bands that held their own in the in the salt. In Salt Lake as a crossover band. They have a lot of thrashy bits and a lot of hardcore bits. So a lot of uh, really fast tremolo riffing and a lot of solos. And then, of course, the big chonky breakdown parts where you see a lot of uh, dancing, a lot of spin kicks, and a lot of uh, penny picking up. And <laughs> <laughs> So anyway, they were, they were on a bit of a... I don't know a hiatus, but I guess more of a standstill for uh, for a couple years prior to the pandemic. And they've been through a couple lineup changes. They were a five-piece for a minute for when the last album came out, The Threat of Intellect. And then, then one of their guitarists dropped off, and then the singer was gone. They were a three-piece for a minute. And then they just kind of stopped, <laughs> and there was no wherewithal of that band. So I just kind of thought that they... Just called it quits. But nope, they came back. Four of the five, uh, not original members, but the main members from their from their uh, Calling Card album. Their seminal album, we'll say. <laughs> and their only album. <laughs> if you don't count their EP, which also has the word... Uh, yeah, their EP is called Life in Exile. Oh, nice. Yeah, a lot of exile going on these days. <laughs> Oh, God. Um, anyway, it was cool seeing those guys again. Uh, their singer, Brian, he still he still rips it on stage. He is still he's still the same front man, just has uh, significantly shorter hair. Okay. <laughs> so he doesn't look the thrash bit, looks more the hardcore bit, but whatever. It's still fun. <laughs> and then, yes, Dead Heat. My God, Dead Heat. I forgot that that band existed for a while. Until I was uh, scrolling th- scrolling through Facebook or something and said, Dead Heat, new album, World at War. I go, oh, I think I ought to listen to that. So I went back. Long story short, that album has been on repeat for the last week. Awesome. <laughs> it is a great album. And 
Yeah, it's bomb-proof. I have nothing bad to say about that thing. I can say it is uh, definitely going to be in my albums of the year. So, yeah, covering the thrash end on that one. So, yeah, naturally, when I was there, I had to buy the record. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, bought the record, watched uh, Dead Heat. I was on the... I was on the side of their, uh, I'm air quoting here, stage. They played on the floor, (laughs) (laughs) as they should, because the singer, he was just getting in with the crowd. He was hyping everybody up. And then when they played uh, my favorite song from the record, um, which is (sighs) Death Blow. No, not Death Blow. Not Death Blow. It's named after a skate company, Death Wish. Okay. (laughs) Death Wish. God damn. Yeah, that was the part where I got into the pit for twice as long as I had originally planned. I was in there for about two minutes. Whoa. Yep. I even did a spin kick. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, man, I did not expect that. I was I was dancing and thrashing around. They even did a circle pit, which is kind of rare at hardcore shows, at least in Salt Lake. I don't know what it is. There's some kind of unwritten hatred about circle pits in these types of hardcore shows. I don't know why. I don't know what people have against it. Not either. But one of my friends there actually said, oh, yeah, hardcore kids hate it because you can't hurt anybody (laughs) in a circle pit. I'm like, well, you can if you're just a total douche. Right. (laughs) But we're not there to hurt people. We're there to have fun. Exactly. Uh, It's just uh, at a dead heat show, you can't get much crowd killing. I mean, you can if you're just desperate. You don't know what crowd killing is. That's when you start doing the windmill thing, but not in open space. You're doing it through the crowd. Just like, oh man, you just got like a machine coming at you. It's like the scene in uh, Dead Alive with where he's going and killing the zombies with a lawnmower. <laughs> That's what it is. That's the hardcore show equivalent to that. Awesome. Anyway, Dead Heat, they were fucking rad. I'm going to be... I'm going to be uh, gushing about that album in uh, maybe the next episode because I think it is worth I think it is worth sharing. Cool. And yeah, it still is a punk record. I mean, it's crossover. Crossover came from hardcore. So ergo, this is a punk record. <laughs> the show is, is based off the punk tree and there are several branches off of that family tree. Oh, yeah. And crossovers on one of those branches. Oh, yeah. I like to think it's a tree, but really, it's a web. <laughs> it's a web. It, the, something is connected to something else and connected to another thing. It's another thing. And that web is, uh, it's large. Yes. It's a giant fucking web. Indeed. I've been trying, you know, you just talk about the evolution of punk rock. It'll look like that uh, Always Sunny in Philadelphia episode. Pepe Sylvia, Pepe Sylvia. <laughs> you know what it is. That is exactly what it's like trying to uh, map out punk rock's evolution it's crazy it is so crazy especially when you get to metalcore that's an evolution in and of itself right oh yeah that's like its own that's like its own second web <laughs> crazy crazy shit so yeah that's a that's all i got for uh, shows those are the two that i have attended and they were really great shows because i am um, i went on for a while about right. both of them so uh so yeah i will give Dead Heat, some uh, unveiling in the next one. If you haven't heard, if you haven't heard their material, I recommend checking that out. Maybe uh, get prepared for the <laughs> for when you get to hear what I chose on the next episode. Awesome. So yeah, great guys, great bands, great shows, and we got a few more coming up.
Indeed. Uh, I'm going to run down a list of shows real quick, as quick as I can, so we can get back to some music. Uh, I want to point out that the casualties and pinata protest are already underway on their tour tonight. They are in Denver by the time you're hearing this. Thursday, they will be in Salt Lake. Then they go to Boise. Then they'll have shows in Seattle, Portland, Eugene, and then several stops in California, wrapping up on the 23rd in Mesa, Arizona. So if you want to get out there and check out Pinata Protest and the casualties and whoever happens to be open up for them in their respective cities, get out there, do so. Go find them on their social medias if you want to know exact dates. I want to point out again, some kind of nightmare. They are playing shows starting on... Friday, I think, Friday, yes, the 12th. And they'll start again in Indiana, then all the way through Chicago. So it's mostly Midwest shows coming as far west as it looks like Colorado, but mostly staying through the Midwest. I think they just wrapped up recording their new album, so be on the lookout for that. You can check out Some Kind of Nightmare, always playing shows. So get out there and check them out. Uh, that one we'll do later. I'm going to try to keep some of these till closer to the release date. Sorry, there's a long list. Got to scroll through it. Broken Cuffs, they were just here in Salt Lake. They're going to bounce back east for a handful of shows and then some Colorado, or not Colorado, California shows. So November 12th, they'll be in Philly. 13th, they'll be in New Brunswick. And they'll be in Brooklyn on the 14th. Then they'll do the 18th and 19th in California. December 3rd, they will be doing Houston, Texas. And December 11th, they will be in Denver, so get out and check out Broken Cuffs. We just played them a few episodes ago, and they just put out a release this year. So go check them out. Cool band. Uh, can't wait to play them again. I can't wait till they come back because I missed them while they were here, so I want to see them. So hopefully they come back soon. On November 13th at 3 p.m., the Punk Rock Matinee with the Gringos. Uh, I think they're releasing a record. Look, Yeah, EP Safety for your safety EP release that day for the Gringos, but also playing will be the Gun Sharks, 390, love that band, and Swingin' Johnny, that's in Gallagher's Pub at or in Huntington Beach, California. Go check them out. Love 390. Their album is going to be in my top releases of the year. Uh, looks like a different flyer, same show. That pinata protest in Utah, if you're going to be able to make it, you'll get to see Endless Struggle and Violent Unrest said this will be their last show for a little while. They're going to focus on recording some music, so yes, <laughs> go check that out if you want to see them. And if you haven't, I recommend it because they might not be playing for a little bit. Eric's got a show coming up at the end of the month, but I'll let him tell you when he's ready to tell you. Yeah, I will get that. Maybe also next episode. Okay. Uh, end of the month. November 26th, Hometown Hoedown, uh, Days and Days is on that. That will be in Houston, Texas, Gen Y, Reagan Era Rejects, a lot of other bands. I'll talk more about that at a later episode, but you know, several bands are playing, so it might be something you want to travel to. I'll put that out there Friday, November 26th in Houston, Texas. So get out there, check it out. Coming up, friends of the show, we've had them on the show, Cry Havoc. They will be playing this Saturday at Scottish Dave's Pub in Clinton, Connecticut. They'll also be playing with Sonaris Rising, Land Piranha, Mass Hysteria, White Thrash. So go check them out there if you're going to be in Connecticut. The show's only five bucks, five bands. That's a dollar per band. Can't beat that. And then uh, on the 13th, the show, it looks like they're going to change it and they're going to make it free. It was five bucks, but it looks like a new flyer will be coming. It'll be a free show. It is going to feature, it looks like Taco Punks, Dogface Bastards, 
local retards, noise pollute, hungry ass youth pizza. Is that a band? I'm not sure if that's a band. I'm just reading the flyer. Uh, again, that's on the 13th, and that will be in Upland in California. So go check that out this weekend. It'll be free. I guess you can beat a dollar a band when it's going to be free. <laughs> totally. <laughs> and then finally, we're going to talk about this later in the show, but Potato Pirates, Dog Company, Dead 77, and Josh Langford Music, Josh Langford of Starving Wolves, will be playing in Dallas, Texas at the Three Links and that is November 20th. We'll be talking more about that when we do the interview, which is coming up because I think we're about to get to some new music. So, Eric. I do have a couple events to uh, plug. Uh, one is uh, not exactly a show. It is a gallery done by my best friend. He is having a book release party. Cool. The book be is, uh, is basically a f- uh, kind of a... Kind of a fancy photo album. I'll okay. say that he took pictures of a lot of uh, of a lot of bands and members of the Salt Lake punk rock community, including myself, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, members of Mandalore, members of Violent Unrest, and uh, just countless other people. And and yeah, he put it all into this uh, this big photo album, which is a which is a book, and alongside with uh, quotes. From each individual in their respective pictures. So, yeah. He's, uh... He called the book Punk's Not Dead. It's hidden. Basically, just uh, put an emphasis on how punk rock still is thriving in the underground. It's, uh... It's not going away, folks. Cool. Anyway, the official release party, it'll be uh, this Saturday, November 13th. It will be starting at 7, and it's going to be at 928 South Main Street in Salt Lake City. I must verify. So, if you're here... uh. Check it out. It's a gallery. He's going to have a lot of uh, his photos on there. He takes a lot of great photos of shows. People love him for doing that. Anyway, the other show that I am going to plug is going to be at Wild Pepper. It's sort of a mishmash show of uh, punk and metal. It'll include uh, Deathblow, Believes in Ghosts, Skullfuck, and Real Flip. Okay. So, yeah, that will also be on the 13th. I said that right. This Saturday is the 13th, isn't it? It is. It is. Okay, good. So uh, take your pick if you want to bang your head or if you just want to gawk at some photos and maybe uh, learn a little something or two, then, yep, th- you have your options there. <laughs> Locations sound like they're pretty close together, too, and you might be able yeah. to hit both if you really want to. Yep, very, very true. So, yeah. Have fun. <laughs> well, go check out those events. There's several other events we told you that were this coming weekend and not too distant future as well. So get out there. Go see some shows. Eric, let's do some music. Let's do a great cover-to-cover album that you are providing for us today. What is it? I am actually, once again, going to be playing the music from the band Another Mistake. Okay. Yeah, a couple years ago, I played one of their songs on a... As like an older, lesser known track. I can't remember which one it was. Like I, I can't remember the title. I can think of the lyrics off the top of my head. Um, but anyway, yeah, another mistake. They were a hardcore band from uh, Louisville, Kentucky. Louisville, Louisville, <laughs> yeah, Louisville. But right. I am articulate and say Louisville, Louisville. Uh, what about yeah. Louisville? Yeah, Louisville. <laughs> That's how them Yankees say it. <laughs> Louisville. Louisville. Nah. Nah. 
I mean, what do you expect? Their uh, capital is named after a town in Germany. Frankfurt! (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. So many tangents. So many tangents. Fuck me. So, yeah, another mistake. They were a great hardcore band. I saw them play a uh, floor show in a garage way back in the day, and they were fun. I got some really fun mic time with these guys. And they have a... They really have one seminal release in in their name. It's a 7-inch called Lies for Lust. And, yeah, quite a few great songs on there. Very much in the hardcore uh, ethos, it is still very lo-fi. The songs are very short, and the music is very aggressive. So, let's let's get in with one of the uh, best examples that they have on that record. We got Backpedaler. Like I said, really aggressive and really short. Anyway, I found the uh, I found the other song that I played by these guys. It was back in uh, 2018, maybe wow. something something like that. Uh, yeah, the song itself was a trendsetter. Yeah, so it's like so you put on a show. What the fuck do you know about poverty and pain? Quit playing your games. You make light of real problems, real people, f- real people's faces. I'm tired of your hipness, and I hate your pretentiousness. <laughs> so yeah, trendsetters, it's coming off with those, uh, probably the equivalent of those uh, social media influencers. Right. You know, those people who uh, get all these products, and uh, they get paid to promote them, pretty much. Yeah, it's uh, it's stupid. You're basically just a plug. You're basically just uh, doing a commercial without a budget. <laughs> Eric, it was almost exactly two years ago. It was November 12th of 2019. We recorded episode 125. Ah, that's the one. That is the one. All right. Yep. And I put, I put this album on a couple uh, a couple weeks ago, and I just remembered, ah, I remember these guys. You know, this album's really good. I think I ought to talk about it some more. Maybe <laughs> expose them a little bit more on the punk cast. You know, give it a bit more, uh, give it a bit more of an oomph, which I've done before. I mean, I did that with the Born Against, the Amigo the Devil record. Right. <laughs> you know, there was just one song that was like uh, the new release, and then later down the line, you remember, I did the whole album. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, that was a great one. Uh, but yeah, 
Another mistake. Keep, keep focused, Norris. Um, <laughs> so yeah, another great song off of this record is the title track itself. It was the, and it's got a personal connection with me as to why I really, really love it. And that's uh, that was the first time I ever got mic time at a hardcore show. It was this band. It was this song, and. Yeah, another floor show. Like I said, it was in a garage. <laughs> you had a, a, a garage in the middle of uh, the auto repair section of Salt Lake City. Wow. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, that's what we were going with. Pretty awesome, you know? <laughs> so yeah, here's Lies for Lust from Another Mistake. <laughs> With nothing but disgust, lies for lust in the absence of trust. <laughs> Keep lying to yourself. Right. Yeah, it's talking about those people who are just like in abusive relationships, but for some reason or another can't get out. But that's just another mistake. Right. You see. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, another mistake. That's their only uh, full-length LP. No, full-length EP. It's like there's enough songs on there that could be included in an LP, but it's a 7-inch. I would know because I own it. <laughs> they do have another demo that's out on their uh, band camp. It was the last thing they put out. Like that, When I was talking to them at that show, I was asking them you know, what, they're, uh, what they were going to do next. And they're like, honestly, now that this uh, demo is out, I don't think we're going to do anything else. We're probably going probably gonna to be our last tour, last few shows, and we're just going to call it. Well, that sucks, man. <laughs> At least I saw you this time. <laughs> I think I opened up for them with the band I was in. I, I can't remember. That was so many years ago. Fuck. All right. So, yeah, another mistake. But let's get to the main event. <laughs> the main event. Da -da -da -da. All right. Dead 77, we're going to do an interview. I was thinking about playing two tracks before, but I don't really want to cover 
too much of the tracks ahead of time because we're going to talk about them during the interview. Yeah. Right. So let's give you a little sample of the what you're about to listen and hear us discuss. Oh yeah. There's some stuff you won't be able to hear because uh, when we got a hold of him, we were on for about 30 minutes just uh, bullshitting. <laughs> I mean, he, it was basically what could be a third of the interview. Right. <laughs> it was like, oh man, we gotta we gotta get started. Yes. Had a lot of fun stories about touring with the Chromags. That was. Oh man, I called it. You were living my wet dream. <laughs> but yeah, let's uh, let Jorge do the talking. Let's do it. Let's listen to. We're gonna listen to one track first, then we'll jump in the interview, and then we're gonna hear two tracks. One right after. We'll talk for a moment. One more track. Let's get into the tracks. First track, then the interview. The track we're gonna hear off their upcoming album, which will be out in 2022. No release date. You'll hear why during the interview. Here we go. It's persecution. here with uh, none other than Jorge of Dead 77. How's it going, Jorge? Hey, it's going well. How are you guys? Great. We're doing pretty well. Thank you well. for joining. Yeah, thank you for having me. I'm, I'm excited. We're excited too. It sounds like you got a, uh, uh, it sounds like you got a lot that has gone on and is uh, going on currently and will be happening. <laughs> so before we get into uh, all the futuristic stuff, just uh, kind of give us a background. Like uh, what was the conception of Dead 77? Man, this band started back in like 2005. I mean, I think we were still like either ending high school or in high school. Oh, wow. And obviously back then it was just like, it wasn't 
I guess a serious thing. It was more like, Hey, we're in a band. Woo. You know, kind of deal. <laughs> uh, that's and so, usually how it starts. Yeah. <laughs> right. Right. So you're not thinking much of it, right. You're too young to really even care what happens. And so, you know, shit kind of hits the fan. I ended up joining the army because I was going to have a daughter and I did not have my shit together at the time. So, you know, the band goes on hiatus from 2010 till about 2016, I want to say. And my guitar player from then hits me up and says, Hey, you know, we never had anything to show for the band. You want to put a record together and you know, that's it. There was no planning of any kind of shows. There wasn't planning of anything. It was just like, let's put out a record so we can say we did a record. <laughs> and so, you know, we went into the studio, threw down this record, and we land our first show. And from there on, it's been like nonstop, man. It, it, it definitely picked up momentum. And, you know, here we are now, 2021. And I mean, in just those four years right oh five years eh, well we'll Something say like we'll say four just because the pandemic took about a year of our <laughs> we don't count frame. that year <laughs> yeah. yeah we're not going to count that year that one went down the drain but um you know from yeah from 2016 till about now we had a a few things that we were able to jump on and had some great opportunities um worked with some great people and so, I mean, here we are now, you know, we've been to Rebellion two times in a row in, in the UK. And, um, you know, we just played punk rock bowling last or just this last this September. Um, so, yeah, I think we've we've accomplished a decent amount of things. You know, um, we did a short run with Corrupted Youth. We did a short run with Sniper 66. Uh, so we've had like little things here and there, but yeah, overall it was, we were just supposed to put out a record and now here we are expecting a full length record in 2022. Dude, that's awesome. It's good stuff. Sniper 66. Awesome. That's cool. What, who else have you played with that, you know, obviously if you went and played in, in Blackpool, I mean, that's four days. Uh, I think I've counted before it's somewhere between like 250 and 300 bands so i'm sure there's some huge names there but as far as maybe shows there in the la area or other you know maybe short runs or something like that who are some other bands that you've played with that you've really enjoyed so i'd have to say like my favorite one and uh like we were talking about before is uh we had our run with uh, the crow mags in uh in 2019 and that was just for us it was like a fucking dream come true right these are guys that influence the music like this these guys were you know the backbone of our music and you know what we've created so to be able to you know join a, a mini tour with them was just unbelievable especially with how there's like apparently now two versions of the crow mags <laughs> right one being right. harley's one being uh john's but harley's right. now got the rights right so for us, it was just like, dude, this is amazing. It, it, it was amazing. I mean, like I said, I, it was a good way to end. I think that was maybe one of the last tours we did. So right before the pandemic. So it was awesome to end that year that way. 
Yeah, that's a hell of a way to end it. Yeah, and then, you know, the pandemic was shortly after that, because I think it was, we're at like two years since since that tour, because it happened in late October. Mm. So it was, I think right after that, I think in January is when everything started going off, but it was a good way to close out the year for us, and, uh, you know, here we are now. <laughs> yeah. Also, what was it like uh, being at a... Uh... Uh, being at punk rock bowling where you guys uh, uh, you said we were playing the club show with uh, you said uh, potato pirates, right? Yeah. So we played yeah. the club show. It was days and days left alone, potato pirates and us. That was just the most amazing opportunity. I think we've could have ever been given. I'm thankful for, you know, everyone that helped us to get on that show and who gave us the opportunity, you know, that gave us the chance to prove ourselves at, at PRB. It was definitely an experience. And yeah, man, I mean, punk rock bowling has been on our to-do list, our bucket list, you know, <laughs> after the fact that we were like, okay, well, if we're playing shows now, we need to make like, you know, what what our goals are, right? As a band and what we want to accomplish. And, you know, punk rock bowling's been on our list since we got back together. So being able to be given that opportunity is just like uh, amazing. You know, you, you feel like you feel great. I mean, it's, it's hard to explain, but as an, as an artist and being able to be given that opportunity, it was, it was great. Oh yeah. How did you get in? Was that like all, uh, was it just through uh, connections? Uh, No, we had to submit our music and kind of cross our fingers, man. I mean, this is something that was in the works for us for over four years. So it was, you could even ask Tom at Slope, man. I bug that guy every year to get us on <laughs> a rock bowling. So he knows how annoying I can be about that stuff. So, it, you know, to finally, after four years of trying and finally, you know, jumping on, it was it was definitely the best feeling in the world. Yeah, I can't even, uh, well, I can't imagine. That's about all I can do. But. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we can all imagine. Yeah. I'd be like, uh, I don't know, I guess my equivalent to getting on, I, I don't know, fucking this is hardcore out in Philly. Because <laughs> I don't know if we'd exactly fit the bill at PRB, but I don't know. We, there would have been, been some shows. Could have been. We'll see. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, that's an awesome show. It was a sold out show. Uh, I yeah. wanted to, as we talked about before, I wanted to get to that show, but there was that show the Madball show, which is what I went to, and, and uh, I think there was even another show that night. I had such a hard time picking which one, and I picked Madball just because yeah. I've been a Madball fan for 20-something years and had never seen him. So uh, <laughs> I took my opportunity, and it was awesome, but I really did want to check out your show. Uh, I was at that venue the night after you were there, and it was a cool venue, uh, kind of surprising, like half indoor, half outdoor, mo- the stage being outdoor. But oh yeah, I, that's the first time uh, I know which one you're talking about that I'd been to that venue, the the place or place on seven. Yeah, that's the place on seven. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The oh. the stage was fucking awesome, man. Yeah, it uh, it gave me a lot of room to you know throw a lot of water and shit at people. So it was it was fucking cool. It's <laughs> awesome. Yeah, it was uh. definitely it was definitely awesome. I mean, hey man, like like I said, go getting that opportunity, you bring the stage presence right i think that's the biggest thing for us is like if we're playing a show and you know people are paying to come watch you need to give them that hundred percent 
stage presence, you know? So, you know, if you do come to one of our shows, you're probably going to get wet. Something's going to go flying at you. It might be a plastic <laughs> bottle. Who knows? You know, shit's flying everywhere. But you just want everyone to get into it, you know? So you got to do what you got to do to make sure that everyone's having a great time. True. Well, speaking yeah, of shows, happens. before we forget, you have an upcoming show. Where is it and who are you playing with? Uh, so November 20th, we'll be in Dallas at Three Links with the uh, Potato Pirates, Bad Company, and uh, Josh Langford of uh, Starving Wolves. He's got his own side project going on. So we'll be out there November 20th. And then after that, we'll be back in Houston on December 3rd for uh, the Punksmiths and yeah, so those are the two shows we have going on for the rest of the year. I don't think we have anything else in the plan, in the works right now for for 2020. But yeah, I think I think we're wrapping up the year with some pretty pretty great shows. Well, I have a segue from that, but we'll get there. So hopefully, it still seems like a segue at that point. But the <laughs> follow up question I would have is: You guys, is everybody in the band in the LA area? Uh, generally, yeah. So except for okay, so Chili. Our drummer, he lives in Vegas. He's out in Vegas. Um, he's also drumming for uh, Broken Cuffs. So he he usually does the travel in or will travel out to Vegas and jam out. And then, you know, it's kind of our excuse to party in Vegas. That's awesome. <laughs> and Broken Cuffs were just here in Salt Lake like a little over a week ago. Yeah, yeah. So he's, uh, he's drumming with us. It's great to have, you know, Chili back in the band great drummer awesome dude and that like i said traveling out to him for me it's fun because i i enjoy vegas so it's one of those things where i get to play music and party at the same time so that's awesome yeah. i'm i'm totally cool with that it's the only reason i go to vegas is if there is a if there is a show there yeah <laughs> exactly so without that vegas is just boring to me yeah. <laughs> <laughs> on that note the reason why i was asking is that's a long way to go from L.A. or even Vegas to Dallas for one show. So you guys are only going to fly out? Are you driving? Or how, how's that? That seems like a long oh, drive. Oh, no. We're, we're, we're flying out. Okay. We've done, the, <laughs> we've done the drive, dude. And that shit is fucking rough, man. I bet. Um, <laughs> oh, I we drove. <laughs> so we were given the opportunity to play. And, I mean, fuck, I don't know anyone that would deny and say no. But it was the old firm casuals, the lower class brats, and uh, there were a couple local bands. I think it was Bad Company and Casual Relapse and Us. If I'm not mistaken, I could be missing somebody, but old firm casuals and the brats. I mean, I, there's no way that we could deny that. So, right. Oh, yeah. Those like, are some high tier bands. Right. So we're like, fuck that dude. Pack the van. We're out of here. We drove. <laughs> fucking straight through on the way to dallas like we got there i think in 20 hours got to the hotel you know we we partied and then the next day we played and we literally had to go back because everyone had work on monday so (laughs) we literally drove straight back on sunday it is so draining, man, to drive from Dallas back to California. It was, man, that was fucking insane. Oh yeah. I I don't I don't think we'll I don't think we'll do that ever again unless it's like we have some kind of you know when we when we went on tour with uh, corrupted youth 
we did a Texas run and we started in El Paso and then we made our way through, you know, El Paso, Houston, Austin, Dallas. So it made sense, you know, but man, just driving straight through to start off in Dallas is rough. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I've done a similar drive like that, driving up from uh, Salt Lake to, uh, uh, to Oregon, just in this uh, middle of fucking nowhere town that was on the <laughs> coast. <laughs> but yeah, fucking 10, 11 hour drive straight to, then straight back. And oh. yeah, had to work the next day. Had to be at work by 7 a.m. Oh my God. <laughs> sucked. That It's fucking brutal, man. It sucks. It's not a good feeling. Because uh, it, no. it, it almost feels like you've been on a bender and you get home <laughs> yeah. and you're just like, totally bummed out by life and then you're like all right i gotta go to bed man (laughs) you haven't even been doing anything except driving i know just sitting looking at the barren landscape (laughs) yeah yeah Yeah. i mean like i said our first time in texas it was just so funny man because we hit all these little like small towns you know we're like fucking basic fucking dudes from i mean if we didn't scream california in these little towns i'd be surprised because you know first thing we walked into a liquor store we're like hey is there a starbucks around here and they're like sweetie there's no starbucks anywhere near us we're like oh shit like they totally know that we're not from california i mean that we're not from Texas. so it's definitely i think that's like the only cool thing about going on like long drives like that is like all the little stuff you get to see on the way. So that, that makes it a plus, but yeah, I don't think we're, we're ever going to do those, those drives for just one day. Yeah. I don't blame you. That's why I was curious. Uh, it's a great show. Potato pirates are awesome. Dog company is awesome. Uh, I've seen both bands loving both. Uh, I don't know if potato pirates are coming out with something new, but dog company's got a new album that's coming out. You guys have a new album that's coming out. So that's awesome that you're going to fly out there for that show. Oh, yeah, definitely. No, we're excited. Um, I definitely love the Potato Pirates vibes. Um, their music is great. They got their own style going on. And, and it, yeah, I, I love the band. It, it's great. Did you have this show lined up before you played the show in Vegas at Punk Rock Bowling with Potato Pirates? Or did you line this up with them afterwards? No, this was actually afterwards. I think I saw that they had announced it and uh, I reached out to them and I was like, hey, you know, do you know if it's booked up? And, you know, Scott, I had already some kind of contact with Scott over at Three Links. So, you know, I emailed Scott and I was like, hey, like, can we jump on the show? And he's like, sure. It worked out great, you know. Um, So just just to be able to go back to Dallas and, you know, play again is going to be great because it's been a while now you know so it's great to to go back with the brand new i mean technically a brand new lineup too so a brand new band lineup and a brand new album you know we're playing all the new songs some of the old songs but the you know even our old songs have been have been revamped to sound different now yeah you got something to represent while you're out there something yeah physical too exactly love that well, the segue that I had, I'm going to bounce back to that. You mentioned the Starving Wolves, and to transition into your upcoming album and, and new tracks, 
you guys released on repeat. So first single of the upcoming album back on September 1st, a couple weeks before Punk Rock Bowling. And on that single, you have David Rodriguez of Starving Wolves, who I did see at Punk Rock Bowling. So yes. all of that put together, you put that single out. That was your first single. Awesome single, by the way. I played that over on an episode that I did uh, on the other show I do, Punkanoi Worldwide. It's awesome. And the other tracks that you sent over are great. So definitely looking forward to it. So let's talk a bit about the album. It's coming out in 2022. Do you have a tentative time that you plan to release it? Honestly, man, like it's just been so rough with the pandemics put a strain on pressing plants. Yeah. So we don't have a date yet. We will have a date once we get the test press. Then we can, you know, we can establish a, a pre-order date. But as of right now, we're kind of like we're dead in the water, right? Right. So and it sucks because we want to release the music so bad, but I know that we just we have to just wait it out a little bit longer. So there is no date until we receive a test press. And then then we'll be able to forecast, okay, we know this is the date we'll have records. So that's the only unfortunate part. Okay. Well, let's talk a bit about on repeat. I played that already. Like I said, features David Rodriguez on it. And then we'll talk about the other couple tracks that we're playing on this episode. And then if you want to <laughs> expand on anything else, That'll be coming sure. up. Let's do so. So let's talk about on repeat. Oh man. So on repeat. So I get a call from my guitar player and I, I shit you not. It is like literally midnight. <laughs> he sends me this riff and he's like, dude, listen to this and tell me you can write to it. Right. So I'm laying in bed. I'm like half asleep, half awake. This riff comes through and I'm like, holy shit, man. I just start writing the lyrics to it while I'm in bed. No problem. And I hear, you know, where that third verse is, where Dave is, and all I hear is his voice in the background. And I'm like, dude, we have to get Dave to do this song. Like, he he is that missing piece. Like, he can, it would make the song just sound really fucking awesome to have two different dynamics on it, right? Right. So that's how the idea of involving David came in, you know? And at the time, I, I, we were already talking with David about, you know, because David played a big role in our album. So I brought it up to Dave and I was like, hey, can you take a listen to this song? And, you know, would you be willing to do some guest vocals on it? He's a busy guy. So I'm like, I don't <laughs> yeah. have my hopes up. So I'm like, I'm just going to send it. And, you know, if he says no, well, hey, you know, I tried. Right. But he came back and he was pumped and stoked on doing it. And I was like, holy shit. Okay. Well now we got a plan. Right. So, you know, we get into the studio with, um, Paul Miner, who is a great sound engineer. That guy is fucking amazing. I don't think we could work with anyone else on any of our other upcoming albums because Paul just, he made our sound sound the way we wanted. So, you know, we fly Dave out and mind you, this is right before the pandemic like right before it like i think two weeks after dave left we went on a complete shutdown wow so we managed to get dave out record the song and then he flew home and then it was we were everyone was dead in the water that was it nothing was happening so this track has been done since 
early 2020. That was like the first song we recorded in our album. And that thing just sat for <laughs> the entire time, right? But yeah, Dave brought in some great ideas. He made the song sound amazing. Yeah, man, it, it was definitely, it was a lot of fun to work with him. He's super professional when it comes down to work. And, and, and I love that because I'm the same way. If you can find someone who is able to uh, work with you, it's like let you do your thing, like not just be the overbearing producer type, but just be someone who can engineer the shit out of your music, make it sound good, and, you know, not make it sound digital, like a machine right. wrote it. <laughs> right, right, exactly. Yeah, so yeah. Paul, Paul's really, man, that guy's the man. I can't wait till we can go back and, and record some more music with him. And like I said, David was a pleasure to work with, and. You know, I hope that, you know, Starving Wolves and us can do do more together in the future. And yeah, it was it was a blast to have them on the song on repeat. Right. That's awesome. Or the casualties. The casualties are going to be here in a week, a week from tomorrow, I think. Yeah, that's uh, precisely when they'll be here (laughs) with a pinata protest. Yeah. So, you know, either one. He's like you said, he's a busy guy. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, he's all definitely feel lucky that that we were able to catch him at a point where he wasn't busy and he was able to fly out and and knock the song out before the pandemic man that's really cool that's good that you got that uh how many tracks are going to be on the album so right now there's going to be 11 tracks one track is a cover and that covers the uh zero boys civilizations dying oh Um, wow that's a deep another Yeah, another great fucking it, that that band is definitely one that has influenced us in our riffs and my singing style. So the fact that we got permission to use the song and you know being able to put it on Spotify and being able to put it on our record and you know they blessed off on it was fucking amazing. Uh, hopefully we 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 did it justice um not sure if you guys have heard it but it's it's on it's on spotify right i think that's the only digital platform that it's available on well yeah i'll I'll check that out i didn't know that was there already so you have that one plus 10 other tracks right right and you were talking about having re-recorded some tracks so i've looked back at tracks you'd released previously back when you started as a band teenage kicks being one of them and Teenage right. Kicks was one that you sent us. So I assume that's one of the ones that you reworked uh, from a previous track that you guys had to what's going to be on the album. Is that correct? Correct. We did. Um, so Teenage Kicks was Take Me Away on our Die Young EP. <clears throat> and okay. so we, we reverted the name back to what it was originally when we first did it as you know kids. So, But that song has been totally just... It sounds like a completely different song, honestly. We're playing that one on the show, and we're also playing Persecution on the show. So those ones we, we've heard, and everybody that's tuning in now is obviously getting to hear those as well because they're listening to the episode. So tell us uh, anything you want to tell us about Teenage Kicks and Persecution. Give us more insight. So Teenage Kicks is, you know, it's kind of like a reflection of what it was like kind of for me and a lot of people being young. Um, you know, drug use, drinking, girlfriends, boyfriends, whatever, kind of like that you're chasing that high, you know, I guess you could call it, you just want to live that fast lifestyle and you don't want to get away from it. Right. 
those are your teenage years, your teenage kicks, you know? Um, So it's kind of like, it's a song like that, if that makes sense. Persecution is kind of where it had more of a darker influence behind it. Uh, You know, kind of like Salem witch trials and, you know, kind of false accusations for witchcraft that shouldn't have happened. Yeah. Um, So we took that and put it into persecution you know obviously the chorus to that song is burned at the stake i can't be saved you can't be saved it's it's more along the lines of you know the salem witch trials you know people being falsely accused of witchcraft because they were different than everybody else or they believed in something different you know um so that that song is more about let me see and then on repeat, obviously on repeat was, you know, kind of dealing with your inner demons, depression, kind of that deal. You're, you're chasing again, you know, because my younger years, I, I did do a lot of drugs. Um, so you were always, I was always kind of chasing that high, but I always ended up, you know, it, it's like a vicious circle, right? It's you're on repeat because you're doing the same thing over and over and over and you can't ever get yourself out of that out of that vicious cycle yeah that is extremely true it just reminds me of like uh uh, just always kind of chasing the thing you're never going to catch yes yes because it never feels as good it never feels as good as the first time right and that's what that's what you're chasing is is that feeling so you know a lot of our a lot of the songs on this album um on this upcoming album you know they kind of deal with depression honestly a lot of depression and we found a way to kind of not make it too depressing but you know if you listen to it you'll you'll hear our first song on the record is called uh wlf which is white line fever right and uh, you can you can kind of do with that what you want but realistically the song is about being on the road and going town to town partying doing whatever a lot of the songs on the album are very different if that makes sense, I kind of feel yeah. like I'm jabbering, but there's a little bit of everything for everyone on the album. You know, if you deal with depression, then you might be able to relate to, you know, self-destruct, yeah. which is the song on the album. You know, if you're into partying, you're going to relate to, you know, white line fever. You know, there's just, there's a little bit of everything for everyone on the album. Yeah. That's the best way to conceive an album. I mean, having written one myself, I know the struggle. <laughs> yes yeah but also the i also know the payoff and it's right uh, yeah like even just uh musically if you're uh in my opinion if you're uh cherry picking uh from different uh from different bands different artists uh even different genres it's stuff like that that makes it easier to kind of uh cover your tracks because i mean yeah you're gonna be ripping off uh somebody but Make it so where you uh, combine certain things that you ripped off so people don't even notice. Right, right. (laughs) (laughs) This, yeah, this album, it was a little, it was a weird time, man. I mean, we were locked up and we really couldn't do anything except for, you know, just the band get together in a lockout and just write. And I guess it's suiting for the time that we were in, you know. Uh, There wasn't too many happy moments, so there wasn't really anything to write about that was happy i mean and honestly we've always written about 
ourselves, like what we know, you know, I can't write about something I don't know about, you know? So it's always, um, it's, it, we've always written about what we know, you know, whether it's drugs, alcohol, you know, relationships, it's, it, it, it always, it, there's always a fact behind it. Right. I don't like faking the funk and, you know, I feel like some bands do that. I don't feel like I need to do that. I think people can relate to real life events and, you know, that's really the best I can do. Well, yeah. I mean, and it's, uh, and the thing that's, uh, probably the most, probably the most pivotal is that it comes from, uh, yeah, it comes from a background of honesty. Right. You know, so as right. long as people are, and people do catch on to that, like uh, more, more or less, they can see when there's uh, when they're listening to bullshit, just something that's strung together in an attempt to uh, get attention, pretty much. But it's like, no, this is, this is it. This is how I feel. This is just uh, right. shit that's happening. So take it for what it is. <laughs> right. Exactly. Yep. Yeah. That's one thing, man. I I can't fake the funk when it comes to lyrics because. And how am I relating? You know, I'm just feeding people bullshit. <laughs> yeah, seriously, that's the plight of being an artist. <laughs> just, <laughs> just trying to be, just trying to be honest, just trying to be open. But there's just something about you that needs to just to keep you reserved a little bit. It's sort of those things. Don't give it a, don't give everything away up front because that people are just gonna be thrown off a little bit it's just like you just threw a whole wall at me just a <laughs> just a, a little piece is fine and we'll eventually right. put it all together <laughs> right right well yeah that's the best way to go about it i think so uh so yeah power to you my friend Ooh, thank you real quick just about your upcoming shows i was looking at the whole lineup there for the second show you have uh, of your two that are scheduled for the next well, through December 4th anyway. December 3rd and 4th, you'll be playing that show in Houston, the Punksmas. And a lot of cool bands are, are playing there. Endless Struggle from, from Salt Lake City. So there's one Salt Lake City band that's going to be there, which is pretty awesome. Oh, yeah. I mean, Endless yep. Struggle. But they played CBGBs. They yeah. can play anywhere, man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah, no, we're excited, man. Um, it's It's going to be great to be able to play with those guys again. I know Blank 77's on. I think Endless oh, Struggle yeah. might be on a different day than us. Yeah, it says third and fourth, and it doesn't specify on the flyer that I'm looking at who's playing on which day. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, I think Sniper's on there as well, right? Yes, they There's are. There's so many bands, man. I mean, I, I know the wheels are on it, Endless Struggle, Blank 77's. I think Sniper's on it. They are. Um, yeah, there's Their there's, other band that great... they started, Crime Revenge, is on there as well. Right. Gen Y... Broken cuffs. Uh, there's, yep. There's a lot, a lot of bands, man. So I can. That's why I just said punks mess because if I try to name all the bands, it's it's a lot. Well, I'm lucky. Yeah. I'm looking at the flyers. So, you know, other bands that we've played on this show: Rotten Stitches, Liberty and Justice, Killer Hearts, Soap Charge. A lot of cool bands. Archaic Three is going to be on an episode I'm doing on Punk and Worldwide later this week. Surprisingly enough, that and they happen to be. Uh, there towards the bottom anti-feds we've played before the reason why i bring up the lineup is because you're not even the only band with 77 in the title there's as you pointed out blank 77 yeah <laughs> <laughs> i love them too they're they're great man they it's, are it's been a long time since we played with them i know it's been years man i think we played with them when the oi scouts were in la 
Oh, awesome. Yeah. So that was a while ago. And like I said, the earlier the years, the less I remember, man. <laughs> so it, well, it, it, a lot of it's a blur, but I just look back at flyers, man. And that's the only way I remember <laughs> who we've been playing with. This is actually something I've been doing is uh, keeping a scrapbook of all the memorabilia I have. Right. <laughs> page upon page yeah. of flyers and set lists and uh, little trinkets I got from shows. Just, it's a, oh man, it's thick. It's really thick. <laughs> yeah, but it's awesome. It's like uh, some people keep photo albums. I keep a, I keep a show album. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, yeah no, stuff got, like that is really helpful. Yeah, I got to I got to look back at flyers. I'm like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. We were on that oh, for sure. Yeah, man. I mean, those are the two shows that we have for the year. And like we spoke about earlier, it's the pandemic kind of put a wrench in everything we were doing. So right. Um, and, and we also had a lineup change, right? So that, you know, we had to kind of go back and readjust ourselves and make sure that we had our songs down. Um, you know, Chili came back to the band. And then we also added Dave. He's our guitar player. He's our new guitar player. He's coming from, I'm not sure if you guys have heard the band, The Hard Knocks. Oh, yeah. Oh, yes. Yeah. So he used to play in The Hard Knocks and... He, I think he also played with the Tough Skins, if I'm not mistaken. So he's been, he's been around a block, he's been around the block and, you know, we're lucky enough that he was actually up to play for us because we didn't think he would be. So the fact that we were able to bring him on and, you know, he's part of the band now and he's a great addition to the band, super talented guitar player. So yeah, we're excited that, you know, he was able to make his, his premiere with us at Punk Rock Bowling. What a great way to start. In a band, right? Right. Yeah. Fucking first show is fucking punk rock bowling. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. Seriously. So it's like, yeah, hey, so, trial by fire. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was kind of like, yeah, he was nervous, man, but he he killed it. He he ripped it, and like I said, I'm super happy to have him in the band. Uh, he's a great guitar player. He can't go anywhere else now because he already signed his fucking soul over to us. So he's kind of <laughs> stuck now. I'm sure he's gonna listen to this. It's all right. I've I've already said it like twice, you know, because we did a we did another interview. The guy interviewing us asked him, he's like, Oh, you know, are you ever gonna do anything with you know the hard knocks? I'm like, nah, fuck no, he ain't doing shit. He already <laughs> signed his soul over to us, dude. <laughs> he's in he's in for life now. No, but he he's a super cool dude. Um uh, looking forward to to making new music with them and and see how it goes. What? As far as the album coming up. We do have, you know, Dismantled Records putting it out stateside. China is going to be doing a release, and that would be with uh, the Kids Union Records. We still have a lengthy contract to look over before anything's really in stone with them. The other label would be Voltage Records out of the EU. So they'll be pressing our album out there, which is fucking great because we've been trying to get our music out in Europe, we got some labels backing us on this, uh, on this full length. I mean, maybe there'll be more, you know, that's what we wanted to do with, with this full length is have the freedom to shop it out to whoever we wanted. So as of right now, those are the three, uh, labels that will be putting out the album in, in 2022. Awesome. That is awesome. And two things I'm going to bring up before I ask you, if you have any last things you want to add first, 
it's good that you have band members in broken cuffs, hard knocks, though it might be a busy night for them. That would be an awesome show, all three of those bands playing together. And you could tour around, you know, wherever you want to go and you have three bands all touring. I think that'd be pretty cool. Yeah, definitely. That would be, uh, that would be awesome. Um, we're definitely open to, to any, honestly, any, any kind of touring that if those guys want to, you know, jump on or set something up we're always open to it that's a lot of schedules after i say it i realize that's a lot of you know not just one band worth of bodies that you have to work schedules out with that'd be three bands worth of bodies to try to work a schedule yeah. out with so maybe they're in la or you know southern california somewhere in that proximity it might be really easy to do maybe even las vegas but uh to actually do a tour like i just suggested might be a bit more difficult <laughs> Yeah, that would probably be months of planning, man. Yeah. Um, I could only imagine. Yeah, so maybe not as worth it. So the <laughs> the last thing that I'm going to bring up is uh, after I saw the flyer and saw Blank 77 and then Dead 77, it reminded me I did an episode back in January of 2019. I just noticed you know, so many bands with 77 in the title. I did an episode featuring nothing but bands with 77 in the title of the band's name and I had 25 bands including Dead 77 and Blank 77. So that was the first time that we played Dead 77 yeah. on the show it was way back in January of 2019. We played uh, Take Me Away off of Die Young. Oh, nice. Oh, well, now you got Teenage Kicks, you know, so you'll be able to hear the difference between the two. Right. That's that's awesome. That's I didn't even realize it at first, even thinking 77 cuz it's been so many years. It's coming up on Almost three years ago, I did that episode, but it wow. dawned on me like Blank 77, Dead 77. Oh, yeah, I think I did an episode <laughs> featuring <laughs> nothing but bands with 77 in the title. And yes, it did. And that's when we played. That's pretty awesome. Yeah, no, it's that's fucking that's awesome. I didn't know you could pull 25 bands with 77 in them, dude. Yes, uh, I fe- there was a handful that I already wanted to play, I- including your band, bands that I was familiar with, uh, Resistance 77. Hooligan 77, the Vagabond 77, and so forth. There's there's a whole bunch. But uh, it took a little bit of research, and there's probably a lot more. These are just bands that I heard music and liked what I was hearing, so I played tracks for bands that I liked what I was hearing. So there's probably more on top of that. And they're from all over the world. You know, There's a couple that were in California, but bands from Sweden, Germany, Greece, Argentina, Italy, Peru, Portugal... England, and then all over here in the U.S., like New Jersey, as you know, with Blank 77, but you guys in California, another band in California, Georgia, Las Vegas, and so forth. So quite a few bands out there. Damn, that's awesome, man. Yeah. Definitely. That is fucking great. Yeah, like I said, hopefully we we get to go back to Europe now that you mentioned, you know, Sweden and Greece. That would be awesome. That's Rebellion Festival. So as you stated, you guys have played it a few times. You're hoping to get to play it again this next year. Uh, that'd be awesome that you can get out, you know, if that's the case, or at least the following year and get out and schedule a European tour, especially if you're able to get that album released sometime between now and then and be ready for you to go. Yeah, I think it would be ready by August. That's usually when Rebellion is. So right now, I think we're just waiting for that rebook status and I'm hoping that, you know, we're one of the lucky bands that gets that because that would be fucking phenomenal, man. I mean, we would end the European tour at Rebellion because doing it doing anything after four days of that <laughs> is 
fucking nearly impossible, man. So we definitely do it beforehand to promote our album and, you know, get sales out there with, with uh, Voltage putting it out and then end the tour at Rebellion. That would be really cool. I've definitely wanted to go. I was planning on going in 2020. Me and another guy were looking at tickets, airline tickets. We were supposed to book in January, so I'm sure I would have got a refund, but I'm glad I didn't end up booking because I'd have just been even more disappointed. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, man. Yep. It, it would have been tears for yeah. sure. <laughs> then it was like, yeah. well, I guess I'm glad I didn't put too much effort into it uh, up to that point. But uh, that'll be awesome if you guys get to do it this upcoming year. Is there anything else that we should know about Dead Seventy Seven that we have not covered yet? No, just hopefully we get to hit a town, you know, near any of the listeners tuning in, and please check out our Instagram. Uh, Dead 77 official, our Facebook, Dead 77, and our Spotify. Give our music a listen, uh, give it a chance. Hopefully, these three tracks that you get to listen to or that you did listen to turn you to our direction and you start listening to some of the stuff on Spotify or iTunes. Absolutely. And I'm sure you'll get somewhere. I have no idea how many people, and I'm not going to try to pretend like it's a whole bunch of people, but <laughs> I, I have I have heard uh, from numerous people that have listened to the show and they are all over this planet that, you know, and I have no idea if they're all regular listeners, but all over the place, mm -hmm. people listen. And so that would be awesome if you get to go to any Anywhere, really, right? Get rid of this pandemic. Get rid of, uh, you know, like Canada would be a shit place. I don't, you probably can't even get into or out of or once you get right. in and you oh know, that kind of shit. We'd so, love to go to Canada. Yeah, you know, Australia, the same thing. Nobody wants to go to Australia right now. Uh, if I lived in Australia, I'd want to get the hell out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we need to get past all this stuff, uh, you know, get back to something similar to the, you know, the world. Uh, the way it was a couple of years ago. And, you know, that would be a little easier. So hopefully we get to that soon. Yeah, definitely. I agree. Thank you for joining us. Uh, we really appreciate you taking the time and talking to us more about the tracks. And we definitely look forward to that album. Hopefully it is not going to be all the way until August because that is a long time to wait. But we're happy that we got these tracks this far ahead of time, if that is the case. <laughs> yeah, no, definitely. And I appreciate you guys having me and doing this and, you know, Listening to the tracks, it, it, it really means a lot to us. Like I said, for us, it's all about the music. And hopefully these tracks, you know, say that. I think they do. Yeah. I think that's awesome. Yeah, the way that you've uh, described the ones that are uh, readily available. Yeah. Uh, well, I'm excited to listen to them. <laughs> right. But yeah, like I said, I hear the uh, I hear the integrity. I hear the honesty in your uh, in your voice and in your description and how you uh, and how you talk about these songs. So. I can only uh, put in good faith that they will translate over well uh, through the audio. Yes. We'll just have to see about that. <laughs> <laughs> well, Jorge, thank you yeah. for joining us. We really appreciate it. And I think we'll get on to playing uh, another track. <laughs> Yeah, boy, I'm like 
lot of no, that was on repeat <laughs> featuring David Rodriguez, huh? Oh, yeah. And goddamn him with uh, Jorge. I mean, definitely put your eardrums through the ringer, especially with that that elongated yell at the very end. Right? <laughs> Just the ah! Love that. Love what they're. I love what they're putting out there. Well, we go back to the part in the interview where he talks about the guitarist calls him up at literally midnight and is playing this, and it comes to his mind like, "Yeah, I can write to this, but you know, I'm picturing David Rodriguez. He's got to be on here, you know. It, <laughs> and it fits and look, it, it it does that. Those two voices, that track fits like two hands and two mm. perfectly fit gloves. Yep, Art, <laughs> the integral artistic foresight, right." <laughs> It's awesome track. I hope you enjoyed the interview. We want to thank Jorge again for joining us. Dead 77 is awesome. If you were lucky enough to get to see him at Punk Rock Bowling, awesome. As you heard, I missed that show. I wish I would have seen that show, but at the same time, I didn't want to miss Madball. I was just one of those tough spots. Yep. Well, at least you were there, man. <laughs> <laughs> True. Next time, we'll have to both go. We'll split up. We'll cover more shows. Yep. <laughs> yep. And I'll just have to have a, I'll just have to be in a better financial position. Because I was in between two jobs yeah. <laughs> at that time. Timing sucked. wasn't great. Really sucked, but whatever. At least you were able to scout about there and uh, come back with, uh, uh, with, some, with some content based on your field work. Absolutely. It was great. And Dead 77, if you're going to be at that Dallas show or Houston show, or if you're going to be in those areas, a lot of good bands, especially, well, actually either of them, the, the Christmas show, and the Dallas show, either one. So if you're in the area, you should travel to it. You should get there if you can. Uh, I definitely would want to. It's great. Great lineups on both. Dead 77 is awesome. I don't even think we ever asked what the name of the album is going to be. So I have no idea yeah. what the name of the upcoming album is going to be. But it's coming. As you heard in the interview, it'll be coming in 2022. We're on a vinyl hang-up, which so many people are right now. Yeah. It just adds to the uh, it just adds to the intensity, right? The kind of build up for the initial release. We don't know the title. We don't know the date. All we know are just these two songs. Well, you're about to know a third song. Uh, again, this was one that they reworked. Uh, Teenage Kicks is the name of this track. They reworked a couple of their previous tracks. This one even got a new name. Uh, great song. This was the song that I actually played a couple years ago when I did that 77 episode with all bands with 77 in the title. <laughs> so let's do it. It's going to be the last track we play off of that new upcoming album. Until the album gets closer to coming out, we'll definitely be playing more. This is great stuff. Oh, yeah. Here we go Dead 77 and the track Teenage Kicks. Take me away! 
uh, please take me away to the future when this album comes out. <laughs> and speaking of that, I didn't tell you the name of the original track. Uh, and again, it was reworked. If you want to go watch that episode, it was 84.5 way back in January of 2019. The album that they put out was called Die Young that came out in 2017. The original name of the track was Take Me Away. But now it's Teenage Kicks after it's been reworked. That's the track that we played <laughs> back then. Yeah. We have uh, yeah, Die Young, that's the name of a hardcore band, and Take Me Away, that's the name of a hardcore song. There you go. Yeah, by Judge. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you again to Jorge. That was an awesome interview and really great tracks. Definitely looking forward to checking out the rest of that album. If you're curious, it's going to be tracks 3, 5, and 8. Ooh, spoiler, oh. spoiler. Okay, <laughs> okay. So now we know the album's at least eight tracks long. Yes, yes. Uh I hope you enjoyed the interview. We're going to wrap up this show. It's time to put the show to bed, but before we do, Eric's got one track for us. It's a folk song. Eric? Yeah. It's a song that I chose in regards to an upcoming uh, holiday called Veterans Day. Yes, Veterans Day. You can uh, you can love it. You can hate it. But me? Yeah, I, I appreciate the people in my life. I do have a current... Uh, who f- f- fucking a? I have friends and I have family who were either in or are currently serving in uh, different branches of the military, and and yeah, the one thing that uh, comes to me is like people talk shit on the vets, people talk shit on the uh, combat soldiers and all that stuff. It's like no, nah, the that's a select few. Some of them are dickheads, but I will say some of them, you know, they're in there of their mostly for their own volition. Their reasons for enlisting are their own. That's their thing. And some of it is just like a, uh, it's just kind of like a last resort sort of thing. One of my friends who joined said he was, uh, get, he just wasn't getting anywhere with school. So he figured, eh, let's just join the military. Back to the interview, Jorge said the same thing. Life quite wasn't quite on track for him and that's what he did. Yeah. You know, and some people go in just to, you know, just to do the two years and, uh, you know, are set for life afterwards. Uh, some of them become career soldiers, you know, just depends on, uh, just depends on the mentality. Kind of the same way people, uh, go to the police academy. Right. Yeah. Chris, who used to host the show too, uh, former vet himself. Yeah. There you go. So, so yeah, the, really the main thing that I do have problems with, uh, one, the whole M I the M I C the military industrial complex. I mean, we got the biggest budget for military out of any other country in the world. Right. And we have the largest military really. We're just kind of, uh, overcompensating, but I don't know. It doesn't matter how many people you have in a, uh, in a military one nuke could knock out That's three true. quarters of that. Uh, yeah, but that, that brings me to the peep to the ideas that I really despise about, uh, not the military themselves, but the people who are actually up there pulling the strings, the war mongers, pretty much the guys who, uh, I say the, the veterans, the soldiers, they are just uh, different pieces of chess on the chessboard. I'm, I have severe hatred for the people who are controlling the pieces. I agree. And it was no better said than by uh, Bob Dylan himself from his very first album, the song Masters of War. I heard that song and it just, uh, it sent chills down the spine. Just everything he was, uh, 
everything that he was pointing through, he wrote it as a reaction to not Vietnam, but the Cold War. Because really, that's what it was. It was just a dick measuring contest of a bunch of people sitting behind desks and just litigating pretty much. So, yeah, he wrote that, but you listen to it now, and it just uh, mirrors every single form of combat that we have seen since then or prior. It just is all, it all comes from the same place. Just a bunch of, uh, just a bunch of uh, crusty old white dudes who uh, can't, who just uh, can't take, uh, who just can't take defeat in stride, pretty much. Uh, Yeah, so... In regards to uh, Veterans Day, just uh, respect the re- respect the vets. They're on the front lines. They're the one actually uh, doing the field work, paying with their uh, paying with their sweat and often their blood. So they are out there and mental health in some cases. Oh yeah, and some of them, yeah, PTSD will follow them around for ages, at least uh, on the combat veterans. But a lot of them just do uh, computer work, <laughs> you know, if you're in the reserves. Right. <laughs> so. So yeah, again, that's just its own, like, that's its own web. <laughs> and everything else. Uh, so yeah, let's, uh, let's just let our minds uh, kind of uh, wander off into the lyrics of Bob Dylan. Here is Masters of War. I'm your masters of war Here that build the big guns here that build the death planes Here that build all the bombs Here that hide behind walls Here that hide behind discs I just don't want you to know I can see through your masks You that never done nothing but built to destroy You play with my world Like it's your little toy You put a gun in my hand And you hide from my eyes And you turn and run farther When the fast bullets fly like Judas of old You lie and deceive A world war can be won You want me to believe But I see through your eyes And I see through your brain like I see through the water that runs down my drain You fasten all the triggers For the others to fire and Then you sit back and watch When the death count gets higher You hide in your mansion by the young people's blood flows out of their bodies and is buried in the mud. He's thrown the worst fear that can ever be hurled. Fear to bring children 
into the world of voice threatening my baby unborn and unnamed you ain't worth the blood that runs in your veins how much do I know but to talk out of turn You might say that I'm young You might say I'm unlearned But there's a one thing I know I'm younger than you Even Jesus would never forgive what you do Let me ask you one question Is your money that good? Will it buy you forgiveness? Do you think that it could? I think you will find When your death takes its toll All the money you made will never buy back your soul And I hope that you die And your death will come soon I follow your casket By the pale afternoon I watch while you're lowered Down to your deathbed And I stand over your grave Till I'm sure that you're dead Yeah, a lot of heavy lyrics in that one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, just, uh, it's pretty crazy. I mean, yeah, this song has a, uh, has a unique history in me. Like, uh, uh, in my band, I do have a song that's called Just Straight Up War Mongers. That was a title I came up with when I was uh, 16, started writing lyrics. And yeah, how it is now, how it is written now is nothing compared to the lyrics that I wrote down when I was 17 years old. And that is a good thing. <laughs> if you wrote, if you're a musician or a lyricist, the lyrics that you wrote when you were a teenager are dog shit. <laughs> you just, I mean, I have a notebook somewhere with all the lyrics that I had written in while I was in high school. And all those pages are stapled together. <laughs> I don't want to look at them. I don't, I want to pretend they don't exist for a while. Um, but yeah, I came up with the song Warmongers and then I heard that song and I realized, okay, I got to do an overhaul on this one. This is something that I am going for. I am trying to, uh, I'm trying to, uh, not instigate, imitate, imitate what Bob Dylan was putting down in this song just to make it a punk rock song. (laughs) And yeah, it's not, it's basically the people who, it's basically a song that's calling out the people who are calling the shots, but never have to fire them. Right. So, yep. Bob Dylan called them out in the 60s, and we are still calling them out now. Things aren't changing. They're getting worse, man. Right. It just it just sucks. So, uh, yeah, the, the people who uh, do their bidding, you know, who are just the uh, marionettes in an otherwise uh, very, very brutal puppet show... Yeah, they are, they go through hell. 
<laughs> go through a lot of uh, shit. They have to deal with a lot of stuff. So, yeah, do pay your respects on them. Whether you agree with the fact or not, they're not there. They're not, like I said, they're not calling the shots. They're just doing the bidding of uh, those in charge. Right. The real people in charge. Idiots. They're idiots. They're what's in charge. Right. I agree. So, so yeah, there we go. That's, uh, that is for Veterans Day. Could have chosen any uh, anti-war song by punk rock. There is no shortage there. For sure. Yeah. One off the top of my head would probably be War is Business from The Casualties. <laughs> my God, that's a brutal one. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe next year. Or maybe next episode if I feel like it. Maybe. I have, I'm thinking I'm thinking in the future, man. <laughs> <laughs> Down the road. Well, let's wrap it up. That's all for this episode. You can find us on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, YouTube Music. Amazon Music Player FM, slcpunkcast.com. You can find the show and listen to it in a lot of ways and a lot of places. You found it somewhere, but go find it in anywhere, wherever you like to listen to stuff. Yeah, pretty much. You got a you got a favorite streaming site? You can find us on there. <laughs> yes. And if you don't, let us know where it is. Besides Pandora, they don't want us. Yeah. Yeah, fuck those guys. <laughs> anyway. Instagram, you can find all the bands at Filth Lords, at Deadbeat at Dawn, at The Geeks HC, at Dead77 Official, shows at SLC Punkcast. Eric, tell us where we can find you. Uh, hold on, my uh, little notes are. You categorized them, which is good. Uh, yeah. You'll forget less, right? Exactly. There we are. Though there were not. <laughs> well, while you've looked that up, Found him. Okay, found him. Good. Oh my god. Yeah. My personal Instagram is at scary uncle underscore Eric underscore SLC. My band is on Instagram at anonymous underscore band official. Our Facebook at anonymous SLC and our bandcamp anonymous SLC.bandcamp.com. Also on Facebook, I run the SLC hardcore page. So if you want to keep up to date with uh, shows and events and also a little, uh, Special things that are coming out within our punk rock and hardcore community. Go ahead and follow that at SLC Hardcore. And my other band, Heart of Dark, is on Instagram at Heart of Dark 801 SLC. My, <clears throat> I am found also on some other podcasts through Circle Pit Radio. The Facebook is Circle Pit Radio. I am on the Wrecked Podcast Instagram at Wrecked Cast and Facebook Wrecked Podcast. And I'm also on a few episodes of the Assault City. That's at Assault City CP on on Instagram. But you can find the whole you can find the whole cornucopia. <laughs> yes, a Thanksgiving restaurant <laughs> reference. Right. You can find the whole cornucopia on CirclePitRadio.com, including my new podcast, Lead Melodies. That Instagram is at Lead Melodies underscore podcast. New episode will be airing at the end of this month. So keep an eye out for that. Awesome. Well, you can find all the bands on Facebook at Filth.Lords, at Deadbeat of Dawn, at Split District, at The X Geeks, at Love Supreme NL, that's for Netherlands, at Another Mistake HC, at Dead77, and the shows at us also podcast. That is it. That's all I have. Eric, any final thoughts? Uh, well,. Just think about what you put out into this world because for better or for worse, it's going to come back to you. And whether that's positive or negative, uh, karma is very patient 
and it never forgets the to hold the balance. Right. That's our equivalent of Thanos, I guess. <laughs> I've never seen the Avengers Endgame. I just know what Thanos do. <laughs> I'm not a comic book guy, but that's WWTD. because WWTD. Yeah. He would snap the fingers at us. Oh, so yeah. He He'll do. snap the fingers at us. Uh, yeah, but I'm not a comic book guy. I spend my days collecting records. There you go. <laughs> anyway, that's all I got. Play the fucking outro. <laughs> <laughs>